1: Kraslow just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging.
2: Hey guys, a few announcements before we begin today. First off, we hit our Patreon stretch goals, so we're going to be releasing an extra episode every month, the first of which will be DM'd by Caldwell for a bonus campaign designed by him. Uh, We're going to be doing a video stream of that episode over on the Patreon for all our patrons on this Sunday, November 11th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. If you are not a patron, the episode will be uploaded in audio form to the feed, so don't worry. If you want to see the stream, join the Patreon. It's Patreon.com/NadPod, and the video will be available during and after the stream for all our patrons, guys. The holidays are coming up, so our schedules are gonna be a little bit funky with travel and whatnot. We are not taking any weeks off, but we are going to be doing a few non-campaign episodes over the holidays. Uh, so here they are. On Thanksgiving, we'll be releasing another Hearthside chat uh, where we'll be answering your questions and talking. Talking about the campaign thus far. On Thursday, December 20th, we're gonna be doing a Crickmas special, which we'll see the band of boobs go on a Crickmas adventure. And then on December 27th, we'll be releasing a year-end episode where we're gonna share some mulled wine and talk about our favorite moments of the adventure so far and discuss the year ahead. But that's a few weeks away. For now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another DD podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone.
1: Bahumia.
2: Bahumia. <laughs> I'm your dungeon master, Ooh. Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz, Hard One Surefoot, Emily
3: Axford, Moonshine Sabin, Caller of Lightning, Keeper of the Trident pretty fucking frightening
2: oh nice. <laughs> you grabbed your head and leaned back were you trying to think of your poem for this week yeah
3: <laughs> i had so much time
1: <laughs> and of course caldwell tanner beverly Togo the fifth looking to get hammered oh okay nice. or find a hammer one or the other both yeah i walked me down
2: <laughs> why the heck not right hammered. it's been a long day yeah you guys should just get drunk nothing bad will happen <laughs> So let's do a little recap. Last week, you guys faced off against the Harvester Beast who was attempting to perform a dark ritual on a dwarf named Joris. After a close battle with the beast and several of Akarat's acolytes, you rescued Joris, but the lad suffered a devastating injury during the battle and lost one of his eyes. Beverly and Moonshine performed an exorcism on him and prevented him from becoming one of Akarat's eyeless footmen. And you saw Akarat's eye retreat from Joris's empty eye socket buckets you fashioned him an eye patch and he filled you in on what info he knew. Joris was promised 1,000 gold to the Frostwind Dwarfenage, provided he track Gerard Coldane and Gemma Bronzebeard, as well as help Akarot infiltrate the wedding welcome party. During his time working with Akarot, Joris overheard the man who ordered the hit on Gemma and Gerard, and you learned that Akarot did the hits in exchange for the Demiplanar Prison Gemstones. You learned that when Gerard, aka the The Pale Prince was killed out on a hunt in the tundra. He was wielding the King's Hammer, which the man who ordered the hit was not happy about. You then searched the rest of the underground tunnels and found a bunch of Akarat's failed hollow bodies that Akarat was able to inhabit to talk to you, but weren't powerful enough to attack you with. Uh, There, he informed you that the King's Hammer was in the possession of the giants and that they planned to use it to smash the planar crack in the sky above Mount Forge and bring chaos to the realm. And that's where you are now. So you guys are in this room full of graffiti, painted signs of Akarat all over the stone room with torches and candles lighting them, this triangle uh, with a circle in the middle. Uh, You've chopped up a bunch of these failed hollowed bodies, uh, but there are still about three of them left, one of which Akarat is still inhabiting.
4: Oh, he's still in there. And they'll bring chaos to the realm, and then we'll bring order.
3: Akarat, why don't you say you turn over some of these hollow bodies to us, and we'll use them as hollow buddies?
4: (laughs) That was a great pun. We love (laughs) puns in hell. That makes sense. You should join me. Join me, sweet sister of hell. Sweet (laughs) lover of puns. Uh, I'm gonna finish off the hollow bodies, I think.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's go to town. Can we take one of those like salad choppers to him? You know when you get like a bowl and it's like it's like a a, a curved blade. Oh, think, like when you go to chopped?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, I miss the chopped
4: and on. <laughs> I have some salad tongs in the other room if you wanna just toss me around.
3: <laughs> um I I, <laughs> I would
4: think you would hate it Hold on wait it's I think order. I just... I do love order, but it's after chaos. First I... chaos, and then eat the cell in orderly oh. fashion. Can I
3: roll to um to Mortal Kombat style reach into his chest and grab out his heart?
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah, you pull out just this gray heart that oh. is sl- ever so oh, slowly apatousin. beating.
3: Oh, really? Ever okay. so slowly. I definitely look over to Hardwon and Bev because I look pretty cool right now.
5: <laughs> yeah, I take, a, I, take, I take a mental snapshot.
3: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we, could everyone remember that? Because I'm going to need Pawpaw to hear about it. I'm out of
5: storage <laughs> on my speaking stone. Otherwise... <laughs> I'm worried he's enjoying this. Oh, yeah, this. you have
3: all those texts to Gemma. <laughs>
5: Because you <laughs> won't
1: delete to your
3: long history.
1: Oh yeah, and it's a Tuesday, so you don't get the weekend plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna publish it all into a scroll for her. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling that he's kind of enjoying this.
2: Yeah, he's still his face is still there uh, as the veins and arteries are pulled from oh. his hollow body.
3: You know what? Maybe okay, I shove it back in.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
3: Do a hasty patch up. Okay, I report spores my friends.
1: You're out of report spores for the day. It's been a long day.
3: Oh, motherfucker. Whatever
1: you're going to do, just go for it.
3: All right. I trust I'll just, you implicitly. I'll just say to y'all. Uh, I cover
2: Akarat's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see Joris just looks up at you with his one good eye. We could just leave the room.
3: Right, I know, but I feel like us killing these hollow bodies is kind of getting him off. So I'm like, what is the opposite of killing these hollow bodies? It's taking them out on the town. <laughs> Should we take an Akarat oh, out of the take, town? Uh,
5: actually, that's a great idea. Let's uh, let's take, oh wait, but it will, Akarat will be in it, right?
3: Can he like retreat take, from it? Yeah,
5: can we just take one of the ones that doesn't have his face on it? Sure.
3: Is it like a dead body?
2: It looks like a dead body. Oh, it's not animated. Uh, He'll be able not, to get all, into it. Not though. all of his faces are animated. You know that from what you saw of him uh, using the assassin's body, from what you saw of him uh, using the paladin body, his face like appears in them. He can only do one at a time. So he's in this one that Moonshine just ripped the heart out of.
3: But I, I put it but you put it back, back in. No,
2: this, all these things
5: are like little spies for him. We shouldn't have one among us.
3: Yeah, I know. I just wanted to insult him in some way, and I thought promenading him about town might be the way to do <laughs> yeah. it. You
4: can't insult me. I'm a dirty little boy. I like to be insulted. Fuck order. What? I yeah. start shuffling a deck of cards. <laughs> oh. that's, that's fine. It doesn't... It doesn't upset me. The aces, all four of the aces were in order. I was going to do a magic trick here. Uh, I, like,
5: untuck my pockets. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> I take out my, mess up my hair. You're
4: just doing this because you're going to fix it later. I, right?
3: uh, I open up my coat to reveal my traveling spice rack. Oh, <laughs> I just, those I just aren't alphabetical order it. at all. This is
4: <laughs> terrible. Dude. Or even. Let's uh, see,
3: we got turmeric, dill.
4: Oh, you can't put turmeric next to dill.
3: Uh, ginger.
1: Wait, that one's just. Gorgon? I don't think that's a real spice.
3: Yeah, uh, pawpaw rodent.
1: Okay, that makes sense. That's, yeah, okay. Trus-a-lump? What are these?
3: <laughs> I don't know. Some of them are exotic tastes from the crick, and other of them are nonsense. This
5: one is just ass with seven S's.
3: Yeah. I'll oh, have that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, I'm gonna swing my axe and kill all
2: these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you go and methodically chop the heads off. Not methodically. All of these...
5: There's no order to it. I do it randomly. <gasps> oh, don't do
4: it randomly. <laughs> uh, you
2: chop the heads off uh,
1: these three hollow bodies. Really it's hard to get a bead on this guy.
3: It's tough because now if someone came down and saw this crime scene, they would think it was a crime of passion.
5: Hmm. A little bit. And, and I even... don't
3: feel any passion for Akarat.
5: No, that's true. He
3: doesn't deserve my passion.
5: I actually feel pretty passionately about killing him, though. You okay. murdered my girlfriend.
3: True, true, true. And we were
5: basically
2: official. <laughs> I keep uh, saying you that. You see Joris looks up at you guys, uh, and he goes, are you planning on going off into the tundra? I think first we need to check back
1: up with our, our friend at the bar.
3: Yeah, I got this skanky little rodent. I got to yeah. make sure is uh, in
1: tip-tap shape. Actually, I've been letting you uh, say rodent. It's marsupial. I know, <laughs> I know. On
3: my speaking stone, people on... Uh... <laughs> Twatter told me all about it.
1: <laughs> At uh, the crick's uh, favorite social media app. It's an actual <laughs> otter that swims up and down the crick. Uh, uh, being like, hey, y'all. Why do you ask
5: if we're going to the tundra? Do you got any
2: advice for surviving out there? Uh, when I was tracking Pale Prince, uh, I had to find maps uh, for winter wolves and stuff. And also, this used to be thieves' guilds, so they had all kinds of information. If we go back to Boss's office, uh, we I could probably find something for you. Let's load up, yeah. Let's get some maps. Yeah. So you guys walk down the hall and enter the office that Akarat was working in. This warm room with a glowing brazier, uh, Joris rushes over to the bookshelf and begins yanking out books, searching the papers that are stuffed inside, until finally he finds this aged brown paper that appears to be a map of the surrounding area of the city, displaying the Winter Wolf's towers and hunting lodges out in the tundra, and he goes... So there is a wall around the city. Uh, wall is about uh, 300 feet high, made of iron and uh, has lots of ice on it. very hard to climb. Um, Not for me, mm. but go on. <laughs> if you could if you can climb it, there's some magic way to get up there uh, that might be good way to... Get over it. Get into tundra. We're not so good at climbing. We're super good at falling.
3: Uh, Okay. Well, actually, we are good at climbing. Oh. Yeah.
1: Even if we don't have any spell slots left?
3: Tomorrow, we're going to be real good at climbing.
1: Sounds great.
2: (laughs) you know any uh, other ways through the wall? Uh, Yes. Uh, You can also go through the wall. There are tunnels, uh, but those are guarded by garrisons with soldiers. Some of them are winter wolves. Some are frostwind city troops. Uh, You can see which are which on the map. And Mm. he kind of points them out to you. Factions. Cool.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Joris.
2: Yes. Are there any secret thief tunnels that could take us right there? Secret thief tunnels. We are in secret thief tunnels. Okay, where do the secret thief tunnels go? Uh, you've seen all of them. Okay. They are oh. just carved out under. I just um, thought it was uh, a thief tunnel. You know skill. what,
3: Joris? In 10 years, we'll be back here and the thief tunnels will have expanded. They will be like a little subway tunnel. Are we
2: going with that plan? Am I going to be thief? Th- yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're yeah. putting a lot of faith in you. It turns, out, it turns out Ruskak is a tiny little bitch, so you're <laughs> Ruskak, the new leader. Ruskak is kind of a bitch, yes. I agree. Uh, so, there are, so you can either go through the wall, through one of the garrisons, or you can climb over wall. Uh, least manned garrison is uh, southeast corner of the city. That is where uh, Winterwolf trainees are there older trainees, and uh, young cadets. That is because there are no... Um, That's where the puppies are. That is where there are puppies there. There but are also, Winter Wolf puppies there.
3: But also the Winter Wolf, I mean, the Winter Wolf Brigade is going to be more reasonable to talk to than a Frost Wind.
2: Yes. Winter Wolf's uh, main job is to hunt and to fight giants. They do not care uh, about city politics so much. Great. You do not want to go talk to uh, city guards because uh, iron golems will—or iron dwarves, rather, will come grab you.
1: Right. Harder to negotiate with a robot, I would say. Yes.
3: Should George, we real quick. Do y'all know anything about uh, winter wolf training—what's it called in fraternities when they— Hazing? Hazing.
2: Uh, they do not haze people, but they train <laughs> them. It's so very it's, progressive. It's <laughs> not fraternity— <laughs> They had their leader is a woman. They're very woke. (laughs) Hard one sees Moonshine is holding a paddle. (laughs) (laughs) I do hear that
1: the Iron Golems haze a lot. A lot of a lot of them die every year. It's very Uh,
2: draconian. The Iron Dwarves are very fratty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Should we head back to the tavern and and check on um? Paw-paw check on our, our marsupial
5: friend, yeah. We gotta go see our dead friends, Joris. Um Papa
3: <laughs> uh, does like to be called a rodent, by the way.
5: <laughs> okay. Papa asked that in perfect handwriting. <laughs> uh Joris, Robin Hood rules steal from the rich, give to the poor, protect the dwarfenage. We're gonna come back and check on you.
3: Yeah, we wanna come back and see the rich of this city absolutely bankrupted and the dwarfenage. Gilded in gold.
2: We oh, will yeah. kill the bootlickers. No, we will take no them kill, Don't kill the bootlickers. We just. will no, kill, no, no, all, of kill. Venerals, all of the vinos, all of the coldains. Every pot, mm, every no, person. No, with wo-
5: like just not, like maintain no balance.
3: No. Yeah, maintain
2: uh, balance. balance.
3: Pickpocketing, not killing.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's We're like somebody... come back and
1: check on you, Joris. <laughs> okay. I would say mo- mostly focus on like creating like a metropolitan underground system of tunnels. That mm, seems like a yeah. good use of time, Joris, You have a good yeah.
5: heart. You wanted to steal for your sister. You wanted to protect the dwarvenage. We're giving you that opportunity. You can yeah. do it yourself. You don't have to work for the goddamn devil. If yeah. somebody has
1: like a billion
5: gold, you could probably kill them.
1: Million Christ. gold, leave them. <laughs> yeah, Bev. <Beth. laughs>
2: okay, I will not kill anyone unless they have a billion gold. No. I'm
1: just saying at that.
2: Point. No matter who they are, as long as if they are very, very rich, I'm well, allowed to kill them. I You understand.
3: might be right, Bev. Actually, any kind of like accumulation, I power that like I shoved them out that. the door ahead
1: of me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up close to it. It's not ethical. Yeah, <laughs>
2: like, guys.
3: yeah. I think I'm on team Bev for this one. <laughs> Kill them.
2: Kill the bootlickers. <laughs> you guys <laughs> just quietly to himself, kill the bootlickers. Kill them. Kill all the venerals. Uh You guys, <laughs> you guys are just- We little... did good. Oh, we did um, good in there.
3: Real quick, fuck you, I love you.
2: Oh, fuck you, I love you. <laughs> uh, you guys walk back up through the crypt, uh, back to the first level of the crypt, uh, and then back up into the chapel. And you see that uh, when you walk back into the main room, only about half the kids are still there. Uh, You see the big bonfire is still going in the middle of the room. Uh, The pews are all broken. There are little perches and treehouse like structures up in the rafters. But you see that the kids aren't swinging around in there. Everyone's just kind of huddled around the fire looking kind of concerned. uh, And then they look up at you guys. And uh, you guys also see Rodian, the kid who Bev kicked his ass, uh, is now wearing the bone armor that Ruskak <laughs> oh,
1: was wearing. Oh,
2: great. Here we go. Oh, What's going on, you little shits? <laughs> uh, you see one of the other kids that's not Rodian uh, goes up and goes, Joris, what happened? Are you—did you—you were inducted? Did the bus take you? And Joris goes— you fucking tell me, man. And he uh, pulls off his eye patch and she's, she's his big gaping hole. They go, Whoa, holy shit, that is fucking hardcore. You see the kids start to gather around Joris, extremely impressed. Rodian starts to look jealous. He goes, Hey guys, I'm the fucking leader now. Rodian says this. Rodian says this. Uh, can I just push him really hard? <laughs> can I wait?
1: Can I tabletop Rodian? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh,
3: can guys. I? Can I? Can I like kick a little pile of rat shit so when it gets tabletop, he goes
0: face first <laughs> into a
2: pile? Yeah, go ahead and uh, roll. I guess athletics
4: checks to uh, tabletop Rodian into some what, oh wow. rat crit. shit. You um, crit. Shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He rolled a three on his. I rolled a three, a a
0: fifteen. But
1: but plus my athletics, which is uh, four, so seven. You
2: have all you. (laughs) Bev is just the tabletop. Yeah, so I'm probably good. Bev gets up behind Rodian. Moonshine, you're putting rat shit down. Just
3: no, 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 not.
2: You just carry rat shit. Is that in God, your spice I'm cabinet?
3: I'm kicking it. I'm finding you, it in the car.
2: You're finding. She it. has an
3: uncanny
5: it. ability to find rats wherever she is. We know whether we know it's that, to feed or humiliate.
2: We know that moonshine can easily find shit.
3: I Mo- want to do like a really nice like soccer kick. No, I, just like right on like the inside of my oh, yeah. of moonshine my foot. crisp
2: crisp pass. Let me lay it out for you guys what happens. So all the kids are gathering around Joris like excited to have him back. Rodian is trying to get everyone to pay attention to him. Bev sneaks up behind him, gets in tabletop position. Hard One pushes him Insanely fucking hard. <laughs> He's fully airborne, flying through the air. Moonshine kicks a mound of shit. Some just like shithead kid took a shit in the corner. Moonshine found a mound of shit, kicks it. Rodian. Turns and yells at the exact moment that the shit is kicked at him, and a bunch of shit goes in his mouth. He goes, "Oh fuck! What that? What is that? I'm gonna freaking hurl, man!" And he starts hurling, and all the kids start laughing at Rodian. Oh, Rodungian, more like. Nice. Thanks. Very good. Nice. Fuck you, guys. Prudian.
0: <laughs>
3: all right, y'all. Joris is your leader now, and you're all a little pack of Robin Hood thieves.
5: Yep, Joris is the new boss. We're going to come check on you. No matter what anybody says, don't kill the bootlickers. You're just robbing them. Joris?
3: Yeah, just, just steal the fleece from their pants and use it to line the dwarfinage.
2: That's right. <laughs> we going to wear thieves now? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You're thieves guild.
1: Y'all get to wear cool hats with feathers in them. But you don't work for the devil. You work for Joris.
3: Oh, actually, I second what Bev said. Y'all have to wear...
1: If we come back here and there isn't a complex series of subway tunnels and you're not wearing feathers in your hat, then you (laughs) fucked up. uh, Somebody Uh.
2: give me a persuasion check with advantage.
3: That's only going to be an eight for moonshine.
1: That's going to be a 23
2: for (laughs) Beth. Okay.
5: Great. Bev is the one that needed to roll well. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. So you guys see that these kids are fucking pumped at this idea. They all start jumping up and down. We're going to, we're going to run this fucking town, man. Where's the boss? Is, is, did you kill the boss? How did he let you out of there without becoming one of his minions? I
1: licked the blood off my hand. Oh,
2: fucking, so fucking hardcore, man. Yeah, dude. That's break devil blood. It, break it down. Suck it. It's basically <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> so sick. Uh, these kids uh, all crowd around Joris. Joris goes, all right, I am leader now. And we go to Frostwind Dwarf and we get other kids. Uh, and you see one of the kids goes, those kids are the dwarf, and then they're fucking lame. You see Joris just bitch slaps him instantly. <laughs> you don't talk shit about the other dwarfins. We're all on the same side, asshole. And everyone goes, okay, man. Fucking. And I the- start a
5: Joris chant. <laughs> Joris,
4: Joris, Joris, Joris,
5: Joris, Joris,
1: Joris, Joris. Long live the one-eyed bandit. <laughs> One eyed bandit, very cool name. Yeah, it's kinda like a penis metaphor too. It's like it works on both levels. Ooh, uh, duh, right. These are
5: very young kids.
2: Yeah, though. you see Joris just, <laughs> just does drill. But Bab is their to. age. He is the one-eyed snake. Oh, don't, no, please. (laughs) One-eyed snake, one-eyed snake. The leader should have a little bit of levity. I don't. Guys, come on, please. (laughs) They're all chanting one-eyed snake. They have no idea why it's bad. Uh, Joris (laughs) is like 17, so he does. Guys, no, I'm not the one-eyed. He is the one-eyed snake. We love him. I'm flashing him a bad thumbs up. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) fucking kid, man. Uh, Okay, we're going to dwarf an inch. We're going to get the other kids. Thank you, and... And he looks at you, hard one, he goes, I am sorry for part that I played in killing your official girlfriend, even though she is a bootlicker.
5: Hey, I played a part two, but our parts aren't over yet.
2: He gives you the predator handshake. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I feel
1: like the bootlickers would be like in the middle. Like, True. the, the yes, people at the she, very top wouldn't be looking anyway. She's Shoots. just the
2: boot, right? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Kill the boots.
5: No,
1: no. <laughs> I
5: grab Bev and I leave. <laughs> Fireman carrying
2: Bev out before you. Take... <laughs> I'll yeah. send
1: you some charts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, you guys, uh, so you guys start to leave the chapel. You see that a bunch of the kids start grabbing their stuff and moving into the crypts. Uh, but there is a crew led by Joris that heads out in the same direction as you guys, heading towards the Frostwind Dwarfenage. Should we stop at the Dwarfinage, or should we
5: head right for the tavern? I Y'all, trust I'm him.
3: I'm getting a little nervous about yeah. Papa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
5: It's funny to imagine Balnor being tortured as we were uh, <laughs> shoving a kid uh, piece of shit into a teenager's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> We've made he a power. He didn't f-
3: understand. I just believe he would. He
5: would.
1: Balnor understands when you put something inside of something else. <laughs> that's all. He,
2: that's all he knows.
3: We turn that kid into a shit bag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Literal shit bag. <laughs> Jesus, all right, guys. Let's get to okay. the tabby. All right, Okay. Yeah. So you guys are, are going to the tavern? Yeah, yeah. but
3: we're sneaking there.
2: Okay. Mm. So you guys exit frostbite.
3: I'm hugging every corner of every. Uh, Zeta
2: Jones. Zeta mm-hmm. Zeta Woo! Jonesing across the board. I'm humping the shadows. So you guys uh, sneak out of frostbite, uh, and you guys head back towards the more working middle class area in the center city. These are the bootlickers. <laughs> These are the bootlickers. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, yes, <laughs> we were talking <laughs> about Alley. the boots. Yes. Um, so we're in Bootlicker Alley. Uh, <laughs> the city is eerily quiet at night. The snow softens the sound. You just hear the quiet winter breeze. I'll say as you guys are walking through frostbite and stuff and leaving the chapel and heading back towards the fox and the thrush, you guys can take like a short rest. Can I do my zealous
3: trance? Uh, Yes. Okay. I'll just, it'll be casual.
2: Okay. Right. Just kind of a walking trance. Just a a walking tweak. Yeah. You guys get like a full short rest Uh, and you guys arrive at the fox and the thrush. You see the hanging tavern sign with a painted white fox and a bird with brown spots on its breast. It's this two-story building. The curtains are closed on all the windows, including the big one out front on the first level, uh, but you do see a little bit of glowing light behind it.
1: On the first level? On the first level. Okay. Should we go in through the front door?
3: Can I try and hop up and peek in the window?
2: That's not a bad idea. Sure. You do see that the curtains are closed on the other windows. Hmm. On all the windows. Yes.
3: All right. Let's just go listen at the door.
2: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. <clears throat> mm. I don't know why I always look at my. Per- it's yep. zero. Eleven. Zero. <laughs> Remember that. I got an eight. Seventeen. Ah. Seventeen. Hard one. You hear some whispering, but you can't tell exactly what it is. I actually just realized I
5: got a nineteen. Do I know now? You don't.
3: Wait. 21, this is, actually. I know yeah. I know the stink of my baby. Okay. I would like to sniff under the door to see if my baby's in there.
1: Just putting that nose fully under the door. Go yeah. ahead and give me a perception check.
3: Oh, I must have a stuffed nose because I only got 12. It's, it's cold, cold out.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh. You do not smell Papa. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Should we burst down this door?
3: Oh. Uh, I think so. Yeah,
2: we're all going right. inside. I'm
3: freaking out if Papa's in, in there. Well, it's okay. a bar.
5: We're just going to go in like we're normal patrons. Cool. So, Actually, you know what? Sorry. You guys should go in first in case there's uh, bronze beards there. Okay. You guys cool. the
1: hell out the, right.
2: the bar is open, right? No, the bar is closed. It's like two or three in the morning. Now. Okay. You guys well, have been gone for We'll hours. just say that we're going oh. to well, our, our room. Well, you it's have we have a room. Yeah. You guys have a key because you have your room key. Right. All
3: right. Let's go in.
2: Bev uses the key, opens the door. Moonshine and Bev, as soon as you guys enter, you see two dwarven knights in plate mail uh, with hammers at their sides. They are guarding the stairs, going up the stairs. Uh, They have bright red beards and wear the bronze tabards of the bronze beard family. Uh, You see at the bar. Uh, sits another red bearded dwarf this one is in a chain shirt with a dangling amulet it's silver a pendant of moradin it's an anvil with a bit of fire coming off of it cool uh he looks to be some kind of priest or cleric and then at a table dimly lit by a candelabra is jaina Bronzebeard. Uh, She's in full armor. Her hammer is out and sitting on a chair next to her. She's just palming the bottom of it, ready to grab it at a moment's notice. And you see in the flickers of candlelight these heavy bags under her eyes like she's been crying. But she's just got this look of pure determination. And as soon as you enter, uh, she goes, I recognize you from before. You sent the owl. Yes. Yeah. That was us. Come sit down.
3: Where are the pair that we left for you to meet?
2: They're upstairs in their room.
3: And they're safe?
2: Yes, they're safe. Oh,
3: Oh, thank goodness. Thank Malora.
2: Hard one, you see that one of these knights is about to close the door to the tavern. All right, I walk in. Hard one, you push past the Bronzebeard knights and you lock eyes with Jaina Bronzebeard. She lets out a little sigh and shakes her head like she was expecting you. And she goes... Hard one surefoot, sit down and convince me not to kill you.
5: Uh, I walk over to the table, and I go to my knee. I remove my goggles and my charisma hat. <laughs> oh, going I, blind. <gasps> uh, I say, Jaina, for the love that you know I had for your sister, you must know that I had nothing to do with this, and I want more than anything to help Avenger. You can kill me if you want. Just leave me alive long enough so I can kill whoever did that to her.
2: You see, she nods. Um, She looks over at the other guys, and she motions for them to close the door. So you guys all sit down at this table with her, and she goes, I don't know why you would be here and why my sister would end up dead on the same night but I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt, so we're gonna conduct a private investigation away from the Iron Dwarves and the Cold Danes and the Iron Inquisitors. This is just a bronze beard affair. The young bronze beards who I can trust, my father doesn't know about this.
5: I give them my ax.
2: Jaina takes the ax and she places it on the table in front of her Uh, and she goes, "We." worked out a deal with the owner of this establishment. We paid her well, and she found different lodgings for the night. So, this whole place is ours. The beds aren't very jumpy. The beds are indeed quite stiff, but I don't exactly feel like jumping on a bed tonight. Fair yeah, enough.
3: mind if I get Pawpaw down here? He's kind of an emotional support animal, and... It's been a hard day.
5: He's a brilliant, brilliant creature.
1: It's true. This is like the longest you've ever been without him.
3: I know, and I feel naked, <laughs> which usually okay. I like that feeling, but right now it don't feel right.
2: When I came in before, there was a possum, and there was a man wearing a cloak, a little uh, halfling. It's Beverly's third dad. Beverly's third dad. That's our squad. Okay.
5: Yeah.
2: He's going to have to stay up in the room, but we can send you the possum down.
3: That's fine with me.
2: Okay. Okay. He's probably tired. She motions uh, to the guards. Uh, one of them goes up, comes down a couple of minutes later with Papa. And Papa's like,
3: <laughs> oh, it's okay. Come nestle.
2: Uh, uh, and he comes and he jumps into uh, Moonshine's overalls.
3: Got it real sweaty for you in there.
2: <laughs> and uh, she goes, You are already suspects. There are two running theories one is that the Venerals had something to do with this. Svetlana and Rory Veneral have already been brought in to the Iron Inquisitors for questioning. And the other theory is that you all had something to do with this. They know that you're here, hard one. I know you were sneaking around, but really? they know I that you're here. Crazy disguise. I I turned him a into a goddamn wolf. wolf. It was
3: pretty is awesome. Is that how you did it? Yeah.
5: No, that's not how we did anything. That's how I got invited to the party. All right.
1: We have a third theory, and it does involve the devil's son, but the devil's son did it. It's not a theory. It's a fact.
3: That being said, the devil was working with... Someone. Someone. Yes.
5: Fits into the the first theory. Second theory, it nestles nicely into the theory, kind of like Pawpaw
2: Mm -hmm. into Moonshine's breast.
3: He's squeaking in there. (laughs) All right. I mean, like his body is squeaking against
2: him. (laughs) I was sloppy one time tonight. And you see she looks down, and I will not make mistakes again. Look, we are going to zone be of thorough. truth
3: us all you want.
2: You see she calls the knights over, and she goes, search them. We willingly submit. Well, hold on. What do you have to hide?
3: We don't. We don't have anything to hide. We just haven't gotten the chance to get to the fact that we have the murder yeah. weapon, which led us
5: to the venerals
3: to you
2: begin with. You have the murder weapon. Yes. Why do yes. you have the murder? Weapon? Because I was
3: there. We want to when, to I was out. there when
5: she was killed, Jaina.
2: I knew you had something to do with this. You, you lured her out onto the balcony for what?
5: Yeah. You know what? That's right. It's, it's my fault. I take responsibility. I lured her out onto the balcony. I was with her when she was killed. I didn't protect her, but I didn't kill her. I just didn't stop the knife that did. So if you want to hear the story, if you want to hear how it all went down,
2: then you just have to calm down and listen to us. Search them! And you see uh, these two other knights uh, come over and start going through your guys' stuff. All what right,
4: you I'm, I'm, yeah.
2: I'm letting know like, we're
3: an ally, so search away.
2: Yep. they Grab your bag of holding which uh, we established on a text chain that you guys had, because otherwise Balnor would have it, yeah. and they would already have this stuff. Uh, so, oh, shit, there's something else in there. Uh-oh. They take the bag of holding.
3: There's cursed mithril armor <laughs> in there.
2: They pour it out onto the table, and there's just this hushed silence as Jaina just looks at it in total disbelief. There's the cursed mithril armor, that ruined her family name, uh, a cursed book of the nine hells. Uh, one of the guards reaches into your pocket, Bev, and finds the coin of Akarat. Uh, they might not know what the symbol is exactly, but it looks a hell of a lot like the sign of Osmodeus. Uh, and they're also, you know, able to find... Bunch of fucking teeth. They find <laughs> teeth. They find a note about Gerard Coldane and Gemma Bronzebeard, like someone following them. And she just looks at all of this and she goes, you, you have the, you're obsessed with my family. You have the cursed mithril armor that doomed my great, great grandfather. Jaina, i had a weapon? weird summer,
5: okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've never seen a wedding gift before, God.
3: None of this was gonna be gifts. We're just sort of we're like kid detectives who are grown up. We're like Veronica Mars. Why? We're going around, sort of just collecting evidence and trying to figure out what has got Bahumya turned all all sorts of wrong. We are willing to separately, all three of us, walk you through how we found each, how we came upon each of these artifacts, and you'll discover by separating us that we all have the same story, and there will be consistency there, and you will understand that we are not. Weaving tails.
2: Uh, go ahead and uh, give me a persuasion check.
3: Oh, okay, well, there goes that idea. Ten. <laughs>
2: cool. Shout out to the ten den. <laughs> oh, good name for uh, the room. <laughs>
3: shout out to the tent.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, she goes, I let my guard down once tonight and I won't do it again. And she grabs her hammer and she goes, arrest them! Everyone roll initiative. Okay. okay. Uh 1222 7. Hard one. You know Jaina as someone who usually plays by the rules. Unlike Gemma, she was never really rebellious and was definitely her father's favorite, but she was always willing to give people the benefit of the doubt. She always gave you the benefit of the doubt, Uh, but here she is a woman possessed. She's looking at the evidence after what happened tonight. She's trusting her eyes instead of her heart, and she goes to grab her hammer and take a swing at you. You see the two knights at the stairwell start charging at Moonshine and Beverly, and the priest by the bar runs. Wants to join Jaina hard one, you are first. Um I'm gonna tackle Jaina. Okay. <laughs> uh go ahead and uh make an athletics check. Alright, I just yeah I just want to grapple her. Okay. Sixteen. She got a 22. You go to, she's like ripped. She is an athlete. Uh, You go to tackle her. She gets real low and she kind of grabs you in like a wrestler stance. She goes, what are you doing?
4: Fight me. This is for your life. I won't fight you.
2: Uh, She swings her hammer down on you. This is your fault. You just need a hug. Uh, She misses swinging emotionally. Uh, She tries to steal her resolve uh, and she hits on the second hits. Jesus, uh, twenty-three damage. Ow. Ooh. She's good, uh, and a third swing with the hammer just lets out this mighty dwarven roar. I deserve it. <laughs> uh, and rolls a one. She like slips as you guys are kind of wrestling back and forth, and she's trying to swing her hammer at you.
1: Hard on. What's the deal? Are we fighting? Are we not fighting?
2: Uh, that's Bev's turn.
1: Okay. I ask that question. <laughs> if they're fighting you, you gotta you gotta fight them. Just don't kill them. Okay. Uh, I'll yell that. Don't kill them. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do some shield bashes, and also um, going to use channel divinity to call little nature's wrath and try and uh, capture someone the way this works again is I use spectral vines to spring up and ensnare a creature within 10 feet
2: okay sweet probably yeah so these these knights are kind of uh, coming at you guys I'll go
1: for one of the knights they probably have uh, worse uh,
2: stats Uh, so they roll strength or dex they'll roll strength why not dex Uh, he fails okay cool uh, so you, as these uh, knights go, my lady, we will defend you. Uh, they start running. Beverly shoots vines that explode from hard shine, then detach and connect to one of the knights, trapping him in a web of green. Uh, the other guy keeps charging, though. I try
1: and trip the other guy. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> uh, he, he does not trip. That is the priest's turn. Uh, he's going to run up and take a swing with his hammer at hard one. He only gets one swing and he misses. Oh, wait, right. shit.
1: As a bonus action, could I have used my spectral uh, mage hand to try and trip him?
2: Um, Maybe. <laughs> try next time. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is Moonshine All
3: right. Um, first off, I'm going to use my action to revert into my fungal form again. Uh, Let's because get Because that short rest imbued me not with rage. But with fungus, Um, and then as my bonus action, I'm going to cast, similar to Beverly, a fourth level grasping vine.
0: Okay. Yeah. And
3: so I say, I hope we got a bunch of gold in that bag of holding because I'm (laughs) about to cause some property damage, and a vine sprouts from the earth, and it, um, and I'll I'll read it to you. You conjure a vine that sprouts from the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. When you cast this spell, you can direct the vine to lash out at a creature. Within 30 feet of it, you can see. That creature must succeed on a dexterity-saving throw or be pulled 20 feet directly toward the vine. Until the spell ends, you can direct the vine to lash out at the same creature or another creature as a bonus action on each of your turns. Shit. And it lasts for a minute. Do it for the vine, it does bro! Require, it does require concentration. Okay. So I call forth this vine, and I say to Jaina, uh, um, "My I- name is
2: Jaina. <laughs> <God damn> it.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. From the cri- at the crick, you will be called Jaina." Eat Vina's (laughs) Jaina. Yes. My
2: sister was killed tonight. I
3: know. I know. And I want you to know that I am doing this. I did not kill her. And I want you to know that I'm using a fourth level spell. Do you know the kind of damage I could do with a fourth level spell? And I'm not doing that. Instead, I am merely restraining you so that we can have some more time to talk. And then I lash out at her with a grasping vine that does not hurt her. Okay. But it will hopefully restrain her and get her off of Hardwon.
2: Uh, she, What's fi- her dexterity? she gets a 15.
3: Fuck, that's 15.
2: Uh, she bursts from the vines. She's sad. Yep. She's sad and strong.
3: I, I, I'm so I, sad
2: and strong.
3: Well, actually, dexterous, not strong, but okay.
2: <laughs> she dodges the vine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dexterous and sad. Sextrous. Uh That is the knight's turn. Uh, The one guy, I guess, will charge forward and will swing his hammer at.
3: I'm a fungus queen, by the way.
2: You're a fungus queen. Uh, They'll swing their hammer at the fungus queen. Uh, He misses on his first attack. When
3: he misses, when he misses on that first attack, I react with my. I mean, with my regular spores at him, okay. so I
2: spores him for 12. So as this dude runs up to swing on you, uh, you shoot boys and spores at him, and he goes,
4: ah, ah, foul monster, you killed our princess. Uh, See,
3: Gina, I don't really care about this schmuck. I'm looking out for you, though.
4: That is my cousin. I love him.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I'm not spores him to kill, if you know what I'm saying.
2: Uh, he swings once and misses. Uh, he's going to swing one more time. And he misses again.
3: Yeah. You guys have
2: good AC. Uh, hard Laura's one. That's back up. in my
3: back pocket tonight.
2: That's back up to you. I won't. I can't swing on these. They're my people. Uh, I
5: give Jaina my axe uh, that I guess was on the table.
2: Jesus. Uh, I, Do you I, toss it at her? Kill
5: me if you think I would have done that to your sister. If you can kill me, then, then... This whole entire thing is pointless.
3: But remember, don't kill him just because you're angry. Only kill him if you really think he did it.
2: Is I Jana's turn He's next.
3: really incriminating. On mind.
2: Jana's turn, she takes your axe from you and drops her hammer. And she kind of looks shocked for a second, but quickly hardens her expression. If you choose to die by your weapon, then so be it. Jaina kicks the back of your knees so you collapse to all fours. She raises the axe over her head and lets out a mighty dwarven roar. Hard one, go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage and roll well.
1: Hey, hard one, what the fuck,
2: dude?
3: I'll trust you. I'll follow you, hard one. Oh, 16. Oh, to be a goddamn bard right now and be able to wink at you. (laughs) Give you some bardic inspiration.
5: Seriously. To be a true bard. I'm
2: going to roll insight on her.
5: With some kind of advantage, because she should be able to be smart enough to
2: know. Hard one, surefoot. You've got your head down... The hair from your braid has come loose and it just hangs in your face. Beverly and Moonshine, from across the room, you hear Jaina let out this horrible battle cry and she swings the axe down. And at the last second, she jerks it and bangs it into the floor of the tavern. You missed, dumbass. Fuck you. And she goes, (laughs) I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you see Jaina looks rattled Uh, she's kind of catching her breath and her eyes are wide but then she shakes out of it and she turns to her men and she yells stop the men look confused but they lower their weapons kind of keeping a side eye on you while they turn to her to listen to her command. I release the vines.
3: I actually, uh, I used a fourth level spell on this, so I'm going to keep that vine around for a little bit. <laughs> can you I just, just have it start, just... can I have it uh, go to the tap and start pouring drinks for us? Yeah. <laughs> that vine's going to make
5: this a popular
1: bar from now on. <laughs> Is this like an Aud- Audrey 2? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: so the vine makes everyone <laughs> some drinks.
3: Does the vine know how to mix a drink? Some, like, egg white cocktails.
2: Uh, go ahead and roll an Arcana check.
3: Ooh. I love it when you make me roll. That's going to be a three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, <laughs> it just starts cracking eggs all over the place. Oh, it boy. It gives uh, Jaina just learned, a raw egg No one cup.
3: intervene. Let him learn.
2: <laughs> this is honestly insanely impressive, just that you have this command of the vine. Just this amount is very impressive. <laughs>
1: The, the vine's father was a grapevine,
2: so, you know. <laughs> Very good. I would laugh if my <laughs> the sister... The grape is vine of all kidding. time. <laughs> you see, she waves off the knights. I don't... I don't think they did it. My... My lady, they have the murder weapon. And they sent me a messenger to share information. And you see, she's kind of putting the pieces together. I, I mean, what other choice did they have? Go to the Iron Dwarves. I don't know why they came here. And you see, she kind of uh, gives hard one the side eye. And, uh, but then she looks back at her man and she goes, But I don't think they're murderers. You can go upstairs. I can take care of myself. I don't know why the fuck he has all of this shit, but they didn't do it. I
5: had a weird summer. I already told you. He had a weird summer.
2: <laughs> Uh, and you see those guys. <gasps> hey, what happens if the jamboree stays at the jamboree?
3: <laughs> for real. We've been on a jamboree for a while now.
2: <laughs> uh, you see the other guys exchange looks, then grumble and head upstairs. And she just throws her hammer against the wall. And she's holding back tears. And she goes, just tell me the truth. I trust you, hard one. Maybe that's stupid, but I think Gemma would have wanted me to. I loved her, and I failed her. I failed her as a knight of Iron Deep, and more importantly, I failed her as my sister.
5: I failed her too.
2: And I think that's, I wanted to take it out on you.
5: Trust me, I'm taking that on myself too.
2: Now, why do you have the fucking armor that cursed my family? And what is this book? And what is this coin? And what is that around your neck?
5: Uh, I, I, have the vine pass me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just over
2: f- the foamiest pour, the foamiest pour you've ever
5: had. I think he's Sorry. getting
3: better, huh?
5: A lot of head on this, Jaina. <laughs> you take that. <laughs> uh, so we've poured our, each uh, each of us uh, a beer. I take off the the gem. And I say uh, meet Ulfgar Truax. Uh.
2: <laughs> why is Why is Ulfgar in a gym? Um
5: we stole him from a guy that was trying to sell him to the devil, I think. Yep. And Ak- the devil's
3: Akarat, the devil's son yeah. wants Ulfgar. Although what he wants to do with him we're a little unclear. We're we don't know why he wants
5: Ulfgar, but the reason, the price for Ulfgar was Gemma's life,
3: as well as the pale princess.
2: So, Gerard Coldane is dead. Oh yeah, unless that he, is he, what we were informed
3: himself,
2: of. But, I mean,
5: he's kind of a wiener, so I can't really imagine. Gerard
2: Coldane is one of the greatest dwarven warriors. I, I shake my head at him.
3: I heard, I heard he's pretty weak
2: from a reliable source. Yeah, where would you? It's well known amongst the dwarves wh- that
3: I don't know what goes for. I strive strong. to be as good
4: of a warrior as I don't know Harkle what goes Dane. for
3: warrior around weird. frostwind, yeah. but I mean they got dwarfins who are pig and pockets. We're
5: getting here. too far into the weeds. He's a <laughs> wiener. That's that is not really up for discussion. Are you talking
2: about his brother?
5: <laughs> uh, what's his, Who's his brother? He has his
2: younger brother, Cyril. Oh, yes. He's the paler of, prince. He's kind of a wiener. <laughs> yes. The paler prince is kind of a wiener. <laughs> I he just sit
3: around I reading
4: graphic scrolls the, all day. Yeah, he's kind of. I of book didn't charts. know anything
3: about this paler prince.
1: It's a
4: notable. Doesn't
3: that piece. sound like someone that you wouldn't trust? A younger brother looking up to his big, tough warrior brother, always wishing to be more like him and yet stuck behind the scrolls? Physically limited?
1: There's nothing wrong with graphic stro- scrolls. It's a noble pursuit. <laughs> so,
3: but, I mean, what I don't know him. What do you think, Jaina?
2: I don't know him very well at all. But my father wants me to get to know him because...
3: Oh, say no more. <laughs> mm. I gotcha. Yeah.
2: Pains of royalty. We've already talked Diamond? about it. My oh, sister's sorry. body is still warm, and we've already talked about that. I may need to step up, as That's, it were.
5: You're no princess. You're a I'm a, you're no, a, knight I'm a deep.
2: Exactly. I'm no lady to be married off.
3: I'll be honest. I've had a lot of proposals in my day, and <laughs> I prefer to, you know, travel alone or, you know, with with multiple companions, not you, just didn't one. Did you initiate
5: some of your proposals? No. All right.
3: They all get initiated on me, I believe. Although sometimes I use them as bargaining chips. But let's not burden Jana with the We're into the weeds again. All
2: right, yeah. My name is Jana. My name is...
3: I'm so sorry. It's a yeah. crick
1: thing. I hate to interrupt, but did y'all try the, the leaves on this vine? They are spearmint, and they are
2: delicious.
3: <laughs> Grasping vine, do y'all come with your mm. own? Mm.
2: Okay. You said you know that the Pale Prince is dead? That's the information we're working with. Yeah. That,
3: that is what the son of the devil. We just had an awful encounter with the son of the devil, and he informed us that that the pale prince was successfully killed. However, we do not know whether or not to trust him. It was our first time meeting him, and I have I can't get a read on if he's full of shit or not.
5: Tell you what, Jaina, let's start at the beginning. So I walk into the hungry trout. <laughs>
2: Uh, so you, you go ahead and you tell her the whole story of the campaign. Okay, so that's how you got the cursed armor. Okay, so that's how you got the cursed book. Understood, understood. She looks in. She's the. Uh, would you pay five gold to learn a little more about the campaign? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, down, she joins the Patreon. She downloads a short rest. It's really, actually super entertaining.
3: Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com papa pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com. Slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com PAWPAW. Forty five dollar upfront payment minimum required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above forty gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties.
5: all have auras fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody.
2: So yeah, you guys go through, you explain the whole situation with Akarat and Joris and all of the things that you've observed in the city, and suddenly your big bag of incriminating evidence now provides proof that you're not lying. She sees the notes that Joris kept while tracking Gemma and such. Gina, I
3: just want to say something real quick. I know that you just lost your sister and you are processing a lot of stuff, but I want you to know that at some point, and this isn't going to mean anything to you right now, but maybe down the line it will, Just know that she didn't she's not gone forever. She's just returned to the cycle.
2: Do you know a way to bring her back?
3: Um
5: you can find somebody with a resurrection.
3: I can I can cast a spell on her that would that would sustain her for ten days until we could find someone who could resurrect her. I don't know. I cannot I cannot speak to that spell and if it is uh, a satisfying thing in fact i i i would hesitate to use it although this is an unnatural death so
2: you see she grabs at the book of the nine hells that you guys have on the table and she pulls it towards her and she goes your blood your name my power what is what does this mean
3: no no no, no nothing no. you don't need to put you don't need to put your Blood in a devil's book. We can take you to Meemaw.
5: Jaina, we already explained this whole thing. Remember Maribel and the Crick and old Cobb, the vicious V? Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. This isn't who
2: you are. But if Maribel wanted well, to, understand. she could have brought somebody back, I bet.
3: Okay, Gina, you're jumping towards the devil when, honestly, if you really want. We, I can cast gentle repose on, if you have her body intact, I can cast- even if you have a piece of her body, I can cast gentle repose on her, we'll bring what remains of her to Meemaw. If that's what you need, there's no reason to make a bargain with the devil.
5: There are better ways to do this. The only way we can avenge her is if we band together and fight.
3: Speaking of which, what is this devil coin?
1: Oh, didn't I tell you about that? <laughs> no, Beth. Yeah, uh, the devil's son gave that to me. Um, what does
3: it mean? Did he. Were you selling Snickers bars or something?
5: <laughs> it feels like something you could have mentioned on the walk over here.
1: Yeah, I think we're we telling were a lot short of. we resting. I was tweaking. Keeping a lot of uh, information from each other. So I'm, tell, I'm really I tell sorry. I saw you about guys that. everything. You know what? Uh, can I. Just like in the spirit of it, I want to pray to Pelor. Uh, I don't have any spell slots up, but I want to cast Zone of Truth so, so we can get everything out in the open have a real sweat lodge moment. Here. Okay.
0: <laughs> can I try to
1: save and pretend <laughs> like I it was cast on me? It's like a religion check, maybe? Yeah, go ahead and do a religion check. It's going to be 15. Mm, uh, okay.
3: Okay, if we're doing it, then y'all... I don't know if Bell was my mom or if
1: Mima's my mom. <laughs> the devil tried to offer me a coin, and I accepted it, and I don't know what to do because it's a lot of power, and I could have really cool wings like Fiala, and I don't know. I just... I just worry a lot of times that I won't be strong enough to save you or Erlin or my mom or my dad. They're gonna be lost forever, okay?
4: <laughs> Gerard
5: Coldane's the fucking man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's the fucking man. He's buff as hell. His beard's thick as shit. (laughs) He's a better warrior than I'll ever be. Fuck.
1: Akarat's super cut, okay?
0: He's
3: super cut. (laughs) I mean, what if my mom, what if my real mom's dead? What does it mean if Maribel was my mom instead of of me, Ma? Join
5: the dead mom's club. Is
3: it possible that the devil is my dad? (laughs) Shit. Anyway, um, (laughs) Jaina, how you doing over there? (laughs) Jaina goes,
2: my name is Jaina. First off, secondly, okay. you've shared quite a bit with me, so <laughs> I can I can tell you what I know. I actually, if if the pale prince is dead, then that I think my father might be in danger. Oh, after oh. Gemma was murdered, the king finally opened up to us. He'd been dodgy about the pale prince's whereabouts for days, but now he really fears for his son's life. Kuldane told us that the prince has the king's hammer and that he, along with the rest of his hunting party, went missing near Mount Forge. My father quickly volunteered himself and a bunch of his best men, and they went off with the leader of the Winter Wolves and some of her rangers to try to track him down.
3: Akarat told us that the uh, giants may have gotten their hands on the hammer and seek to, uh, I believe it was, uh, destroy bring chaos into the world by by throwing it into that purple chasm
1: yeah they want to thwack the gash
3: I know there's a lot going on here I'm so sorry but <laughs> yes th- just if you remember one gash, thing yeah. remember thwack the gash and wow. forget
5: everything I said about Gerard <laughs> Culdane being the man
3: and, and Maribel possibly being my mom yeah not that you know any of them
1: I'm a virgin too I feel like just while we're talking it out same what?
5: Sorry, <laughs> Sona's truth's still on me, I guess.
2: You'd lose that shit quick at the creek. <laughs> based based on this entire compelling campaign story that you just told me, if there was some kind of setup by this Acharot character involving the giants, then my father and the Winter Wolves could be walking into a trap. Who would I want them dead? I got a question. Uh, the,
3: I, I got two th- thoughts. I don't
2: know why. I, I know don't...
3: that Theola doesn't want y'all Consorting with each other. Is there any possibility that Theala and her legion could be working against a conspiracy of y'all making each other stronger? Would
2: Theala work with the forces of hell?
3: Perhaps in a secret way.
1: These are strange times.
3: They really are. But I got another question for you. We've got this cursed armor. Do you see that playing into anything in any way? Or do you want us to just keep it away from you?
2: This armor belongs to my family and I would like to take it.
3: Okay. I I mean, we don't have rapport spores, so I'll just powwow out loud. Sure. Uh that's fine with me. I'm I'm all about returning relics to whence they came.
5: Yeah, it's it's greasy with Bev. You can have it. I just want you to exercise a little bit of caution here. This armor in the wrong hands is very dangerous.
3: That is a good point. Perhaps You're
5: proposing taking it into the belly of the beast. Mm. This can be your armor, but I think we should find a safe place for it. Yeah,
1: you're
2: ready I think a
3: safe time too. I think that there's probably a, a grieving window in which you don't get to play with cursed armor. That's what I personally- I'm
2: not gonna show it to my father. It's a last resort, but I would like to have it.
3: Mm, I'm think...
2: going to have to insist.
3: All right. Okay. After everything we you've, just went through. Yeah, you've
1: trusted us on a lot of stuff. Do we, do we give it to her? Uh,
3: I don't think so. I think that we, I think we should wait. I mean, I want to return it to them, but um, she's very erratic right yeah. now.
5: She was trying to Hancock that book just a second ago. Yeah. That's true. Jaina, you're a little too close to making deals with the devil yeah. for us to trust you with the cursed armor. Here, have, have a hit of Chino.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
3: let the Vine get it.
2: When of <laughs> you guys give me a persuasion check. Uh, somebody give me a persuasion check with advantage. Just one person. Oh, that's a one, but. You get to re roll those. Uh huh. Okay,
1: so I got a nine, but my persuasion is seven. Is that right? Okay, yeah.
2: 16? Yeah. She nods and she goes. Maybe it's not the best time for me to have access to cursed armor or cursed books. Can you put this back in the bag? Yeah, Tell yeah. You what, yeah but
1: we'll give you a little, little luggage distance.
5: tag for the armor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How what, I owe you? Yeah. That's as that. good as that's as good as the armor. Jane, I have one more question for you. This pendant that uh, Ulfgar's trapped in. There's more than one of them. Do you know who could possibly make something this powerful? Because that is the person we need to find because they're the one that was making deals. Or they at least are the person that has the connections to the person that was making the deals with the devil's son.
2: Uh, Let me go ahead and do a little insight check for Jaina. Oh, okay. Uh, You see she examines the gem and she does kind of a double take. And she goes, I've only seen a prison gem one time it was in my father's workshop he he was trying to make one he thinks that all dwarves should know how to swing a hammer and how to command the earth he said it would be a powerful weapon for defending iron deep
5: any other times? <laughs> sure. That's,
1: yeah, just that once.
3: Origin one?
1: I mean, that's real cool. Your uh, dad's very talented, but
2: he doesn't. Uh, what? There's other people who can make these. Sure,
5: plenty of people. I put it back around my neck.
3: <laughs> There's one thing I've learned from watching the CW show Riverdale. It's that you always got to suspect the father.
5: I top off for beer.
2: So slap do, your hand do, does away the vine so the grasping do it or do you vine do
3: can <laughs> It's the vine.
2: Fo- foam pours everywhere. She's just looking forward.
3: The grasping vine has a picture of just pure foam.
2: Drops it on the way over. <laughs> it it was it could have been someone was, else. It could have been was, another geomancer. It was a long time ago.
3: Do you feel like prancing into the into the into the night trying to meet up with your dad? We could also rest for the night. It, I'm assuming y'all fucked up Balnor.
2: <laughs> we didn't. We didn't fuck up Balnor. Oh, thank God. Y'all he didn't did, fuck up Balnor. He, he approached me and he said, "I have a room for us." And I popped him one time in the eye because I thought he was a pervert. <laughs> I, Little horn dog. He is. I, he yes. is a pervert. He did have a very uh, good night, But then he explained himself, and we just we just took him up to the room. He's, he was up there with two more guards. Okay. okay. Let's let's
5: sleep on this, all right? Because I'm sure there's plenty of explanations.
2: Yeah, is that wise? Need to get back to the Cold Iron Keep. And do you, the venerals are being questioned right now. Do you, based on all of the things you've told me, all of the I extremely do not compelling stories do not in the underground? Them. You think the venerals may have had something to do, do with this? I do not
3: know that they had anything to do with it, but I do not think that they are allies. They may not be the enemy, enemy but they may also not be allies.
2: Yeah, their
1: toes are, are covered in the stink. Maybe not all the way in the bath, toes. but they got stinky toes for
2: sure. The stinky toes. That's a halfling expression. <laughs> right. I guess what I'm now saying a is expression too, I think there are <laughs> a couple of venerals that might be being tortured right now. That's yeah. Should oh, I don't. try to stop yeah,
5: that? Call okay, that maybe, off, yeah, though. call they, that off, though. Call that off. It was Akarat that killed Gemma. We just need to find out who ordered the hit.
3: But we believe that whoever ordered the hit may be more surprising than the minerals. She nods. But remember, I... your sister's just returning to the cycle of life and death and you know, maybe she'll come back a flower.
2: Also, maybe your dad didn't do
3: it.
5: Which would be crazy.
2: Why it doesn't even it doesn't even make sense. Why would my it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Totes. You see she looks at the armor for a long time. Are you sure I can't take the armor tonight? Yeah. yeah. I think
5: given everything we've uh, established here. It's
2: right. just a grieving thing. It's
3: not anything about... It's going to be yours, but you are grieving right now, and that's when
4: temptations... <laughs> you see she jumps for the armor. <laughs> no, 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 I think
2: grasping vine grabs her. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I grasping vine grabs her. I'm cool.
4: I'm cool. I'm cool. Classic Bilbo
2: in The Fellowship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> Let's get you to bed. All right. I need to go back to the cold iron keep. We had to sneak here separately and everything. The iron yeah. the iron dwarves do have your ship. They are after you. So
3: they got our ship. Huh? That much is ship. certain,
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess it goes with the territory. I think I
2: would grab six hours of sleep at the
4: most.
3: <laughs> yeah, I could I could definitely find You do not want to be seen. You do
2: not want to be seen on the street. All right. They are looking for you. Do you think yeah. we're safe here? Wait, hang on. Did you tell me everything that happened out on that balcony? You just kind of said that you guys went to the party, that you were a dog. You, what happened? When? Why well, were you out on the balcony? Hopefully, he was with...
3: also a dog on the balcony. Ow!
2: Oh, okay, that's my dead sister. Right. You <laughs> piece of shit. I'm
3: sorry. You know
1: what? I'm yeah. sorry. Carbon, did you not tell it her was... that you smooched her real hard? It was nothing. We just.
5: We just needed closure, and
4: Jesus,
5: uh, you frenched it big time. You, you were keep telling saying
3: us that you guys were basically we had official a again. Very
5: tasteful kiss goodbye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you do okay. Zone Hard of one. truth, baby. If the Iron Dwarves catch you, and the Iron Inquisitors question you, they will find that out, and you will die, even if you are innocent of this crime. Cool. So for sure, don't get caught. I'm going to go to the Cold Iron Keep and pretend that I was in my room the whole time. Should we okay. go with you? No. Okay. You should not go anywhere near the castle. You want
3: a rendezvous in the morning? Get some, uh, eggy Sandys?
2: <laughs> I could, yeah.
5: Some Benedicts, I could have be a yeah. breakfast burrito or something. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, do you, how, do, how do we make sure Puevos that you're Roncheros. safe? We don't, this is a really dangerous time.
2: I've got my men here. Everyone's on high alert. It was... My job to protect Gemma, and I failed.
5: It's your new job to avenge Gemma. Don't get yourself
2: killed. Beautiful. All right. Well, be safe, you all.
5: I give her a dwarf handshake.
3: You as well.
2: She gives you guys a handshake. She looks at that armor.
1: We'll keep it
5: safe for you. We got a guy with a really good bag. (laughs)
3: I got some, I got some, I have like a little baggie of like freeze-dried crawdaddies, like astronaut food style. And I'm like, hey, these always make me feel a little better. In these times, you just got to take the little pleasures.
2: She goes, I am a knight. Of iron deep, she gives you this whole talk while she slowly puts it in her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jaina Bronzebeard, Avenger of Gemma Bronzebeard, mm-hmm. yeah, King yep. of of Better King Grimthor McGannis. Mm-hmm. I do not dabble, thank you. Like the vines are just pushing Absolutely. her out the door. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, she best ca- parts the brown, loud Jaina. and clear. She calls down. <laughs> she calls down her knights. Uh, you see the priest guy comes down uh two of the other night guys come down uh and then two more of them come down you hear balnor go oh pete ed don't leave guys come on oh (laughs) i definitely
3: thought he might be down
2: (laughs) (laughs) you see balnor pokes around the corner he's still got like guys we didn't finish the hand he was playing poker with them
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh he's definitely losing (laughs) he definitely...
2: <laughs> Guys, I lost There's
5: all it. our money. Yeah, thank God we took the bag of all of our shit. Move over, we're going to sleep. He's um,
3: definitely got like a pair and thinks it's really good. He's like, <laughs> I've got a high pair.
1: Oh no. That's a deck of many things, uh, Belner. What are you doing? Oh geez, I'm
2: back in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> like the deck. Uh, it burns and he dies. Uh, so you see uh, Jaina and the knights of her house uh, leave. They take off. And you guys are left in this inn by yourselves. You guys have run of the place. Kind of cool. Nice. Eleanor goes. Kind of cool, right?
3: Yo, hungry? Can we, um, can we just fudge the rules and say that my up to a minute grasping vine is just still around and yes. cooking yes, for yes, us yes. like a bad robot? Oh, I feel like my uh,
1: my divine uh, channeling
2: is allowing it to okay, exist longer. Go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, the vine is making you guys terrible snacks—just <laughs> nachos with oh, like, so ants. many broken chips. <laughs> it's ants on an actual log. <laughs> <laughs> and Balinor goes uh, so you know at first those guys were really scary uh, they came in and I said to Jaina hey I've got a room for us she popped me in the face of course yeah we heard wow yeah, yeah. that's really purple uh, and then I said hey no I'm a friend <laughs> yeah, you bruise easy <laughs> yeah it's super it's yellow already look at it uh, then she dragged me up the stairs and then some more nights came and they said um, we're not gonna hurt you but you gotta sit in this chair and, uh, you know, I get to talking with the other two guard guys that were up there with me. Good, solid fellows. Salt of the you. earth, huh? Nice. Salt of the earth.
5: Anything, yeah. Is anything interesting?
2: Uh, you know, they were excited about the wedding. They are bummed about their family member being killed. Sure. Understandably um, so. Natch. Yeah, they good at poker. Fleeced me. Yeah, I did. You keep, might be bad at poker. I keep some of our money. Yeah, you know. <laughs> How much money did we lose? A <laughs> uh, hundred platinum. I'm okay. kidding. No, I'd actually uh, brought. I found out I brought with me in a secret pouch uh, ten thousand gold. Uh, kind of wow. from the void, and I lost all of it.
3: Okay. By gold, do you mean silver dollars
5: from? <laughs> from Fort Knox, of course. From the Ottoman Empire. Hey, <laughs> Gazes off into the distance. Are you from Austria, Balnor?
3: <laughs> be honest. When I say Prussian, what does it mean to y'all?
5: So, um,
1: <laughs> what happened? What? Well, we met uh, the Devil's Son. Cool.
2: Yeah, you guys. You yeah. guys give yeah. uh, uh, Balnor the whole. Is Balnor school. in the zone of truth now? <laughs> yeah.
0: Where guys, are you from? Whoa, Where are you from,
2: guys? I wasn't lying to you. I straight up don't know what's going on. Yeah, okay, I got to be honest. I. ate... I eat tuna sandwiches at night. I go into the freaking bag. Oh. I know I'm supposed to guard the bags, but I go into the freaking bags, and I'll open the chips, and I'll put glue, and I'll seal them back up and <laughs> pretend that that's just, there's just not a lot of Ballard, chips in the bag. part
3: so of what much makes work. you binge is the shame of binge-eating. Just tell us you're doing the eating and stop sealing up the bag. I, I didn't know I, we had chips.
5: Can, I, for one, can hear him chewing throughout the night. <laughs> that's oh, also you true. It's hurt? been
3: very obvious. Oh. You wake up with so much tuna on your hands. <laughs> oh. (laughs) We've
5: gained 15 pounds since we started our (laughs) journey, and we're walking a lot, (laughs) Belmore.
2: It's just, uh, usually my wife makes me watch my dad. He looks off into the distance. (laughs) What diet? (laughs) I think he
1: has mercury poisoning from all the tuna.
3: (laughs) Also fair. None of this may be factual at all. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's just a tuna loving man's dying dream.
3: All right, y'all. So, are we gonna? Are we going to? First off, just gonna throw it out there. I would love to fucking snuggle up with young paw and get my six. Yeah. Um. But tomorrow, are we gonna traverse the wall? Are we gonna? Should I be stalking spider climb?
5: Yeah, we got we got to go over the wall tomorrow. Seems we, have like to, the way. we have to get to Gerard and that hammer before whoever ordered the hit does. Yeah.
3: Okay. So that's our next mission. Get that hammer.
1: We got to get that hammer and probably keep this armor away from Jaina for the time being.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's
1: self-destructive right now. Understandable. Understandably. Yeah. Unfortunately, I checked out the bed. Uh, it's just a regular sized bed. One regular bed.
0: One
3: regular <laughs> bed. One regular bed. bed. One, One, regular regular bed. bed. One, One regular bed. bed.
0: One, One regular, regular bed.
3: bed. <laughs> One <a> regular
5: <laughs>
2: bed. <laughs> You're doing Popeye? Yeah. <laughs> I was doing Popeye and Balnar. <laughs> uh, you guys get up and you guys hop up and you guys huddle into bed
1: together. Oh, Balnar, here before you go to sleep, uh, Vineyard. That's the name of the vines, by the Ooh, way. Can s- s- you
2: see? Can you Oh, can hallway. he? Can
3: he brush all of our teeth? <laughs> That's exactly
2: it. Uh, go ahead and roll an arcana check to see how okay. well he brushes your teeth.
3: Ooh, seventeen, baby! Oh, that
2: means he's flossing, babe. <laughs> he does a pretty uh, yeah. good
3: Dang. job.
2: Balnor does he's not. He's
3: fucking like quip level getting in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank nice you. plug. Twenty thousand dentists you. approve of the vine. <laughs> Uh, you see Balnor goes, I'm not going to want to have a midnight snack after this. Jeez, <laughs> I feel minty. <laughs> I, I check his breath. <laughs> it it smells minty. Yowza! Minty tuna.
3: <laughs> All right, I I slip into my train. Well, first off, I say, Papa, how was your night? Mm. Are you mad that I left you here? Or do were you happy to be able to guard Balnor and make sure he was okay?
2: Yeah, actually, uh, Papa did some lawyering. At first, they tied me up, but uh, he put the shoulder pads on. And, <laughs> oh, uh, really, did he have really to break
3: out to, the shoulder pads? He pad? had to break
2: out the shoulder pads. He really went to bat for me.
3: I give him, I give him, I know how heavy those shoulder pads are, so I give him a little oh, paw massage. rare,
1: rare. Rare. Hey, the way the world is sorry. on those shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't tell you about the coin.
3: It's okay. I'm sorry I didn't tell you about Maribel maybe being my mom. I don't think I did. Or did I?
1: You mentioned it in passing. Uh, okay. And I meant to follow up, but, you know, again. No,
3: that's fine. It's
1: been a big summer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. A crazy summer. Yeah,
5: and the thing about me being a virgin was like I've never made love. I've definitely fucked, but I've never. <laughs> loved That's oh, cool. I that. All right.
3: I can absolutely understand that. Honestly, cool. yeah. I'm probably a virgin then too.
5: Sick. I dap you up. <laughs>
1: yeah. I definitely understand the distinction, but you can explain it to me further tomorrow. You know, I think that falls under the purview of your scoutmaster duties. <laughs> uh, emphasis
3: on per. <laughs> I, ro-
1: I roll over and don't fall asleep. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I dream of hell. <laughs> so you guys all go to bed. You all dream
3: of hell. I go into a slack jawed trance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moonjango is just
2: drooling while trancing.
1: Do we do we like drift? Do we like kind of like uh graze off of her trance when we're near her? Sure.
3: Yeah, I like to think that my trance has an aura, like Bev's stinky aura. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. And Bev when I you think go to it bed. have a palliative you do, aura. <laughs> you do dream of hell. You're suddenly in the middle of this lake of fire. I'm never
1: saying a joke to you ever again.
2: <laughs> With Akarats. Uh, you guys are on, you guys are on like pool tubes. <laughs> like in the
4: middle of a is lake it a of fire. It's a lazy river? Yeah, it's a lazy, a lazy river in hell. And he goes, <laughs> This is what it could be like. You have a lot of dads, but you don't have an older brother. How freaking cool would it be Would for you, you to le- have a sibling? Would you let me take the first controller when we play no, rune games? I am the first controller. Ah! I don't know. No you deal, man. Have showed them the coin. <laughs> You shouldn't have showed them the coin, boy. I didn't have a choice. They're my friends.
1: If I can't share that with them, then what's the point of having friends at all? Maybe that's something you wouldn't understand. I don't think you have any friends.
4: Oh shit!
3: Oh shit! And and then moonshine's
4: I, in the dream now. And <laughs> then I yeah, moonshine trancing into the dream. Get her out of here! Get her out of here! Get her out- He starts to like he's wobble on his, his tube his tube he's flips.
1: Dunk dunk. I use dream magic to turn my tube into
2: a jet ski. Oh shit, you jet ski off.
1: <laughs> you don't have any friends, dude!
2: <laughs> you jet ski off. Uh, the wave that your wave runner makes uh, knocks his tube over and he looks like a, a freaking dingus. I thought about it, yeah. man. His his ass pops out from under his uh, bathing suit.
1: <laughs> Revealing his tiny nub tail. <laughs> I thought about that power, man, but there's better power. There's stronger power than you'll ever know. You don't know, dude, <laughs> as you uh, take off. As, anyway. I'm, as I'm like doing donuts on my jet ski, I say, you'll never know true friendship until you sleep in a big bed with your friends. That's the true power.
5: <laughs> and I wake up super erect. <laughs> I wake up to, I wake up to a letter from the green teens <laughs> disbarring me from ever being a Scoutmaster.
4: Yeah, Bounder wakes up. Okay, not one big bed. I'm gonna go
2: sleep in the chair. It's four in the morning. He like walks over and falls asleep in a rocking chair.
5: Classic dad. Sh- only that's a dad right. only a dad can sleep in a chair. Wow, that's very
2: impressive. <laughs> he falls asleep instantly.
5: That's how I know
1: all my spell slots have recharged. <laughs> You guys sleep through the night. Okay.
2: I trance. You trance. You trance through the night. You guys went to bed pretty late. So Hardwon and Beverly need to sleep for like six hours so they can't get up until like 9 a.m. ish. Mm -hmm. But Moonshine, you only need to trance for like four hours. So at around 7 a.m., Moonshine, you hear a knock at the door downstairs, like a loud banging.
3: All right, I'm gonna do the whole thing where you open it, but uh, still locked.
2: Mm. Okay, uh, Moonshine goes downstairs. Out. You open the door, you peek out. I say,
3: is this delivery? Someone ordered post. You see,
2: it is <laughs> Jaina Bronzebeard um, looking like she has not slept. She usually has, like, rosy cheeks, um, but she looks, like, pale, and um, her eyes are, like, kind of sunken in, and she goes, let me in. I need to talk to you. I don't want the Iron doors to see me.
3: Can I do an inside check to see sure. if she's like off a rocker? Or yeah. 14? 14.
2: Okay. She definitely seems distressed, um, but she's like, She's not. I-, I want to talk to you about your Mima.
3: Oh, yeah. Come you, on in. She,
2: okay. Uh, Jaina walks in and she goes, if
3: That was a tactic. It was a good one because it <laughs> definitely uh, disbarred my defenses.
2: Uh, you open the door and Jaina goes in and she goes, You said your Mima could help Gemma.
3: I believe she could. She what knows is- a powerful spell called reincarnate. However, I do believe it may be a spell that is less satisfying than it sounds. I believe it may bring her back in a different form.
2: I just want my sister back. Where is your Mima? She's currently
3: in Gladeholm. Okay. I will send. I will send a message to her. I will send an animal to her. Telling her that y'all have my blessing. But I do want you to know, I do want you to talk to her. She's a very wise person and she will help you decide if this is the right decision. I will give you everything you need and I'm going to trust that you're going to take the decision seriously.
2: I lost everything last
1: night. I understand.
2: And I need to bring her back. And I asked around i went to the church the first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. there are no priests or clerics in this town that can help i don't want to have to turn to the nine hells i don't want to have to turn to some i
3: don't want you to turn to the nine hells which is why i want to give you every every tool you need however you need to ask yourself will you still love her if she is like a hairy knoll?
2: i don't care Okay.
3: Do you think that I she just, would? Do you think that she would be happy to be brought back I as can, a
2: Harry Knoll? We can ask her when she comes back.
3: Okay. Okay. Then you bring me her body. I will cast gentle repose on it. That will give you ten days to get to Glade
2: home. How much of her body does she need? It, it would be very hard for me to steal the whole body, but I did visit her, uh, I think and I—I I, need- I got this. You see, oh. she, she pulls out
4: just like a handful of hair. Huh.
3: You know, that's going to be enough.
2: I need to get there quickly. By ship, it's going to take me a long time.
3: You need the airship.
2: I'm going to need to borrow your ship. And that's where we'll end our session. Uh,
3: ah! I'm kind of glad that you're ending it now, because now I can talk to Jake off mic and be like, is it cool if I uh, lend out your airship?
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my dad's ship.
1: He'll <laughs> kill me. <laughs> and now, he's dude, he's cop. dead. Whatever. <laughs> I walk downstairs, and I'm like, Balnor's hogging the bathroom. Whoa, what's going on? (laughs) Still full
5: boner. (laughs) Which you really shouldn't be sleeping next to me
2: with. Oh, my goodness. I face east. Don't worry.
3: Can I cast Gentle Repose on a piece of human?
2: She's only been... she has if she has the no I would
3: need a full oh you must touch a corpse or other remains so I could just touch those remains and what does that do? it basically means that it uh, she can't uh, it prevent it protects it from decay or becoming undead for the next 10 days
2: that's cool. Reincarnate works for 10 days anyway. Okay. How does Reincarnate work? Is it like,
1: Guys, it brings you this back. this is
2: great fodder for um, the yeah. short yes. rest. Yes, we'll talk about okay. it more on okay. the short okay. rest. Save rest. it for wow. the short rest. Head on over to patreon.com nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. <gasps> <gasps> That was good. I like that. (laughs) Um, Guys, we have things to plug. Watch Hot Date on Netflix. That's me and Emily's sketch show. So Uh, so sexy. Buy our book, Hey You Up, How to Turn Your Booty Call into Emergency Contact. It's on Amazon and on Audible. Caldwell, Uh, Caldwell, what do you got to plug?
1: Uh, Two things this week. Um, I was on another podcast. I was a guest on a show. What (laughs) the
2: fuck? That's right. As a guest. This is getting edited out. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I, I plugged our show. They're, they are also fans of our show. Oh, great. I was proselytizing. Nice. Let me correct myself. Uh, it's called Is This Adulting? It's a mental health podcast. Oh, uh, very cool. That's and, cool. And, yeah, way they, more noble than our show, actually.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was. I'm a saint, and you should all respect me more. You said that on their podcast, too. I did. I scream about the respect that I need and crave uh, at any... <laughs> opportunity I'm given. Uh also, we have two new items in our merch store.
3: Oh god, they're so cool.
1: Yeah, we have a uh, moonstone Jamboreen t-shirt designed by Tom and Tinkle himself. Oh my quad!
3: Can we get it as a can we get it as a bag?
1: The moonstone shirt?
3: The, but the moonstone design. Can yeah. We have like that does Shopify do that kind of stuff? Yeah, we yeah. can
1: make that into a bag.
3: Fuck, I want it as a bag. If
1: you want it as a bag, let a us know. We'll make it as a bag. Tote? Speaking of totes, we also have uh, the oh, Balor <laughs> number two dad tote Yeah. Uh, featuring some art of uh, everyone's favorite dad uh, right up on there. We um, could totify
5: everything, though. We, we have could. the art. I think it's just a little toggle thing. Let's make yeah. that website. We could
2: totify it all. <laughs>
5: You go to totify.com
2: totify. slash Balnor. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's at, Nad. all this stuff's at nadpod.com. It's at
1: shop.nadpod.com. There you yeah. go. Yeah, there's a link to the shop on the Nadpod. Yep. And we're going to have uh, new merch coming pretty much every month for a while, uh, if all goes as planned. Oh, so, we have
3: so much cool shit, people. Yeah. Watch
1: the store. Oh, heck yeah. Don't be at Balnor. Watch the store. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh.
2: I don't know why I was mean to Belmore. I apologize <laughs> it rhymes <laughs> we've got a bunch of stuff on Dropout College Humor's streaming service Emily and I are on Fantasy High d Play Show Caldwell's, Fig and Riz Fig and Riz Fig uh, Caldwell's got Cartoon Hell with yep. Nathan Yaffe our very own Jonathan Tinkle uh, and then we've got Lonely and Horny
5: season 2 premiered
2: today Ooh, well, which is two
5: days on Monday. Yeah, this and week, someone else. Yeah,
3: and you posted a weird picture of you and Amir on a motorcycle. Yeah,
5: we did like a photo shoot, and that was like <laughs> one of. It's such a long story. There's no reason for me to be in that photo, but we're like, if the light was too good, it was really funny. So we're like, all right, we're gonna take this dumb photo. of us You look
3: like a cologne ad, <laughs> and Amir does not, and it is incongruous.
2: It's very incongruous. <laughs> And guys, follow us on Twitter, at CHMervis. Oh, wait, I have wait, two things to yeah. plug. Oh, sorry. What two do things plug. to plug. Whoa. Um, this is rare.
3: Bump these up earlier. Bump yeah. these up earlier. Put this
5: up right in the middle of the Jaina fight. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,
5: <laughs> one, my lovely sister-in-law, it's her birthday. So I just wanted to say happy birthday, because she is a huge fan of the show.
2: Happy
1: my birthday.
5: And does not listen to the show. I so. hope
3: that she gets all the scoop-ins. Yes. I hope
1: her sister doesn't. Get assassinated. <laughs> wow.
3: Jesus
5: Christ. <laughs> Two lovely wishes. One for getting Ooh. lots of scoopins and the other one for not having someone yeah, you love die. They're both from the <laughs> show. That's my fucking wife you're
4: talking about. They're oh all things my from the God.
5: show. <laughs> um, and also, I, my sisters and I launched a straight-up product. We are making Whoa. a beard oil. So if you have a beard that you want to be as luscious as hard ones, you can get it at brothersisterco.com. Cool. I have a question. Yes.
3: So I have very curly, frizzy hair um would beard grooming uh tincture work on my hair
5: yes it would and my sister, it would, right? my sister actually told me like that um people that don't grow beards use it in their pubic hair it i mean it like, that makes takes, like tangly natty hair and it just makes it kind of luscious oh. and uh rich nice and smooth
3: all right. I'm going to have to get some and uh, try
5: I also it, put out it on I put my... it on my face. It's a great. It's <laughs> on great. On my
3: beard-like head. <laughs> you should try it.
2: I'll give you a bottle. <laughs> Brothersisterco.com. That's it. Yeah. Bye. Awesome. I can't grow a beard, but... It might work. Really? But, yeah. Wait, will it make Ooh. me grow a beard? Yeah. The best
5: time to use it is before you grow a beard. <gasps> what? Oh. Your skin oh absorbs God. it and it makes your, your follicles nice and... Uh, i don't know my sister knows all this stuff it oh wait i should force. say that both of my sisters do this um rachel and sarah shout out to them
3: isn't it like a holistic thing too or isn't it like a like kind of like a hippie thing like it's like all natural and stuff yeah
5: it there's it's like argan oil shit. coconut oil and jojoba oil or something like that
3: jojoba but those yeah. good oils Mojoba? i think so
5: wow damn but I've yeah i'll show it. you That's how i've heard it it's very holistic if it rachel, can make sarah, my you guys. baby irish
2: nothing. face grow a beard uh hard one automatically gets bumped to level 20 Oh, that's true. <laughs> <magic>. This <laughs> that's is a very generous plug magic. for my beard oil. I appreciate <laughs> you guys. Uh, cool. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at CHMurph is me, at Caldy is Caldwell, at Eaxford is Emily, and at Jake Hurwitz is Jake. And tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N A D D P O D. Now oh. we can say, We are, we
0: are the youth of the nation. We are, we are the youth of the nation.
2: It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. It's just me this week, your dungeon daddy, Brian Murphy, and I am bringing that D.J., Energy, starting with Matthew M., the Bullywug Prince. Fun fact, Matthew is actually a Crick Bullywug, and a prince is just someone who uses toilet paper down at the Crick. Brad D., the only pebble pot that isn't craven. The only sport Brad D. can't beat his family at is track and field, since they are so adept at running away. Jay Loma, 72, a.k.a. Steelbreaker, Hard One's Gymspiration. Steel Steelbreaker's neck muscles are so thick that even Jaina Bronzebeard couldn't cut off his head, should she really want to. Andrew A, aka Feldspar Liegarden, the half-elf. Andrew is actually the product of two half-elves, so instead of some super romantic and tragic tale of a human falling in love with an elf and being ostracized, he just has two super well-adjusted parents who understand what he's going through. Taylor the VI, a legendary bard to whom no item isn't an instrument except the loot, weirdly enough, never learned the loot. Dylan B., a super-weak wizard who wields 12 swords, accidentally invented blade singing, the act of whirling your sword so fast that it makes a DJ scratching noise, wiki wiki wah indeed. Danny P., Bahumia's resident artist, painted Hard One's senior portrait at the Dwarfenage. Hard One asked if Danny ran out of paint trying to paint his quads, and Danny lied and said yes because he's a good person who can tell when someone's going through something. Tom P., father of the realm, the serenader of sleeping babies. Tom P. used to make house calls to the Frostwind Dwarfenage, and now we will have to do it for the new and improved Thieves Guild that does not murder. Spencer Cask Brew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bahumia alike. Spencer carries wine so vintage, Old Cobb would say it's old as shit, brother. Pedro E., bard of the mountains, also bard of the sea, and bard of your local Applebee's on the last Friday of every month. Griffin SD, aka the Stranger, the Silver Dragonborn Eldritch Knight and owner of the Badger's Pint Inn and Tavern, update on the Badger v. Stranger case. The Badger was found murdered in his burrow. Whether or not the Stranger had anything to do with it is yet to be determined, but Pawpaw is on the case. Beardman Dan, the longest beard in Bahumia, and also the most luscious. Pawpaw can scramble around in there without getting caught cause there's so few knots in there. Scott D is a caterer who works for Chord and began making some sliders for Hard arrival when his head was almost chopped off this week. They're currently in the freezer. Aaron C, a magical bard who just assumes he's a really good musician. Unbeknownst to Aaron, his music is terrible, but enchants everyone around him. Nobody tell him his life rules. Hermes W, the Bat King, was recently murdered by a young bat usurper, but was then raised from the dead, Jon Snow style. Hermes tried to hang the bat traitor, but the bat just flitted its wings, so Hermes had to bite it to death. T. Alex, one of the greatest wrestlers in all of Bohemia, and thus one of the greatest lawyers down at the Crick. Parker E., Papa's dad, just straight up a possum that had sex with Maw Maw. RJW, one of 3,000 RJs down at the Crick, hence RJ having to go by RJW. Spartus, a hill home half halfling who runs the local paint bow range. Beverly had his 14th birthday there. He realized soon after that he was deathly allergic to latex paint. Adam R, the R-rated assassin. They pursue their targets totally nude, and once the job's done, they leave their victim posed in a very sexually explicit manner, and they say fuck a bunch. Cassandra MHP has so much HP, they sometimes grab their sword from the wrong side and don't notice until their enemies point it out. Danielle, the dastardly Dame. Danielle is so dastardly, they once posted spoilers for an episode of NADpod two minutes after it posted. Hugh C, aka Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, grew it on the SS Stormborn and fought alongside Elias and Red. Even though they've got a super tough hide, Haldor still doesn't wear shorts in the winter because they know it's a bad look. Manny the Mundane, accidental deity who got in the way of a lich's spell to reach divinity. When you fall asleep in class and your teacher doesn't notice even after you start drooling on your notes, that's Manny making sure you get the extra winks you need daniel you aka multifor the many-faced magician multifor can't be snuck up on but also can't use facial recognition on their new iphone but that's life you know jordan dj legendary dj of the realm their bass drops are so powerful you need to pass a dc 25 constitution to avoid getting permanently turned. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, Born of the Sword, and Chairman of the Board. Congrats on the promotion, Jeff. It's going to be a kick-ass quarter now that you're in charge. Cutter W., a high elf dandy turned crick bar Since everyone left the crick, Cutter has started selling timeshares to, to-, to chosen soldiers looking to let off some steam and flog each other in atonement for their sins. Lex Sketch, the escape artist, can escape an extra planar gem prison with ease. All you have to do is pop your shoulder out of a socket, then transform your soul into a micro. Microscopic mesh, a pure determination capable of transcending any arcane barrier. Kid stuff. John S., aka Schubert the Mushroom. After months of nagging from Fungin, John finally decided to move out of Cragwater. They found a nice little rotting corpse right near the on Glade, so stop by if you're ever in the area. Ryan M., Theala's younger sibling. Ryan's not sure they agree with her approach on everything, but she did get them a job as the mayor of Esri, so they aren't complaining. Elena C., a frostwind giant who runs a massive petting zoo. They haven't had any ice drake-related deaths in over two months. Andrew M., a crick meat vendor who sells salted rattlesnake jerky called Slim M's. Sometimes the snake's still alive, but that's just part of the fun. Ricky, a.k.a. Tricky Ricky of the Cricky, recently drank an expired arcane energy drink and became a being of pure energy. They now go by Richard the Lichard. Michael McD, head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn, also an amateur mime who performs comedy as part of the Blue Mana Group. Victor T, Balner's boy, whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. He later wrote a best-selling novel about the adventure he imagined his father went on called The Boss of the Bags or There and Dad Again, A Halfling's Tale. Henry A, a philanthropist who started a big brother, big sister type program called Hollow Buddies, where hollow bodies spend the afternoon with dwarfins. Lance W, a Teen dwarf who actually has parents but has been marauding as a dwarf in to get street cred with the teens that hang out at the cemetery sometimes pretends to be going off to brood, but really they just have a family dinner they can't be late for. Justin I, hot off the success of Faye Cella, Justin I is spearheading the newest festival to hit the fey Wild, South by South fey Caleb is a super loyal warlock whose pact demon got ousted by a bigger baddie, but Caleb remains in their service anyways, even though they have like no powers now. Clayton M, a claymation dalmatian. Well, if we're being honest, Clayton M is a mudmation dalmatian, which is a stop motion animation from the crick. TJM, Akarat's childhood best friend who got a girlfriend and just kind of stopped hanging out. Maybe things would be different if they just stuck around. The professional, the only lawyer to have successfully beat Pop on litigation won their client a healthy settlement for a hot coffee spill at the Dwarger's Big Borgers drive through Jacob C., the water elemental's real child, is super pissed that Moonshine keeps calling their parent mom. Elena M., a barbarian who is so reckless they took a level of cleric because the half damage just wasn't enough. Gone off, boasts the most luscious crick knots in all of Bohemia, and surprise, they're a high elf who's just trying to piss off their parents. Mick Pucks, the Codemaster who created our amazing website, also built Akarot's website back when he was trying to be a DJ. The website was amazing, but even that couldn't save the fact that Akarot couldn't spin for shit. Earl and Kathleen L, the dwarven couple whose engagement rings have a stone from Venerals Minerals that does a plus D6 of fire damage. Dylan M operates the only hot tub in all of Bohemia. It's crazy that there's only one, but it's because Dylan M got a copyright and is very litigious. Jive G, a trumpet soloist in Bohemia's beloved ska band, Real Big Mish. Corbin A, an all-star athlete who took the Glader on All-State track meet by storm, but was later disgraced when it was revealed they were using Longstrider. Atlas Storm Reaper, a super chill person who neither storms nor reaps. But what can you do? We all bear the burden of our parents' sins. Jostrich, a jock ostrich who's remaking the movie Jaws with an ostrich. Cameron McKee, an interior designer at the Crick who brought carpeting to a previously mud floor-only society. E.L. Dreg, aka the Dreggernaut, a hop goblin who loves beer so much that he finishes the dregs of every glass at the tavern. Cameron C., a warlock locksmith, rather than smithing keys and locks, he just casts spells to open doors. It's pretty cool, but not that helpful for people trying to change their locks. PJW, the Anger Ranger, he's a half-elf ranger who's currently lost in the woods and it makes him very upset. Damiel R, probably best known from the Bohemian viral video, Dan Damiel. He was recently on Elfin, the Bohemia equivalent of Ellen, and indeed he was back at it again. Quentin J, started the beloved Crick autumnal tradition of Crick's giving, where you have your whole family over at your stump and eat crawfish as you argue with your loved ones about if TheaLa is a good leader. Joss S., a dwarven baker who invented donut holes. He gets very insulted if you call them munchkins, though. Dom R., a fearsome bard who plays his violin with a sword. He's constantly ruining his his instrument, but it's badass as hell. Jeremy B., a retired tiefling adult film star. Jeremy B. is perhaps the most recognized man in the realm. Logan C., the opossum veterinarian who, during a routine checkup for Saw Spots, caught a malignant tumor in its very early stages on Pawpaw. It was successfully removed, and Pawpaw has been medically cleared for both scrambling and general mischief. Update, Pawpaw believes his tumor was caused by prolonged exposure to the fog by the crick and is currently suing ill-said. Baby Doc, noun, a really tiny dock where small canoe airships. Park their vessels, baby dock. Jennifer V., the coach of an elite catch 'em team from the Dwarfenage, introduced the Flying V as a means of producing the most scoops during the game. Colin G., the G stands for Glad Sucks. Colin is so smart that he saw how much Glad sucked from the moment he met him, so much so that he legally changed his name just to troll him. Matt H., an orc dork. He's big and scary and strong, but secretly loves to spend time reading graphics, scrolls, and playing nerdy games on his speaking stone. Jacob J., a rat folk model. Normally rat folk are score and leered upon, but Jacob pulls that shit off so well that Renee begged him to model her spring line at the latest Esri Fashion Week. Destin C., the only other guy in Bohemia that has the same size pants as Hardwon. Destin's calves don't hug the leg quite as tight as Hardwon, but he's the only dude who comes close. Devin B., a powerful cleric who, every time he heals someone, be they friend or foe, gives them a lollipop. Nicholas R., once spent a night out beyond the wall with the Winter Wolves and refused a sleeping bag. They all thought he was insane, but in the morning they woke up... And there he was just drinking some coffee asking why they slept so late. He called them Summer Dwarves. And finally, Jack W. is actually a Jack Russell Terrier. He is straight up wishbone and he lives in Bohemia. Thank you guys so much to all of our Patreon subscribers and all of our listeners. Head on over to our Patreon and listen to the short rest and catch us next week for another episode. Thank you, everyone.
0: That was a HitGum Podcast.